Welcome, everybody. This is the Amateur Fanboy Podcast interview. We haven't had one in a while. It's been a minute. Um, today, we have Blogging the Boys, RJ Ochoa. RJ, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Chase. I should have been here a few weeks ago so that everybody knows. Chase is a great dude, very accommodating. My sincere apologies. Hope all is well with you. Glad to be hanging out, my man. Yeah, actually, I wanted to ask you about how's, how'd that winter storm treat you? How, how, uh, how's everything uh, coming off of that? Everything's good for me. Um, you know, my family, we just, we had little spurts of power outages. We, we had nothing bad at all. Uh, but it just, you know, it wrecks your schedule and stuff. I mean, we, we were just mildly inconvenienced. Um, a lot of other people obviously had it a lot worse. Right. Yeah. I was listening to your, uh, uh, your last podcast with Tony Casillas on my way here and, uh, uh, you brought that up and I was, I, I had to, I had, had to check in on you and just make sure everything's good. Um, it's actually a good thing that we haven't gotten together in a few weeks because uh, there's been a lot of things happening. And uh, the first thing I'll start with is, uh, well, Carson Wentz is no longer in the division. Uh, Matthew Stafford is now an LA Ram. Uh, basically, what I want to ask you is how do you think, I mean, obviously it should make the Cowboys even more, more urgent to get Dak signed because they would literally have the only solid franchise quarterback in that division right now, all things considered. Uh, I mean, how do you think the Eagles look after that? How do you, how do you think the Cowboys go forward with, with the news that now there's two new quarterbacks on two new teams? I think that the, the Goff and Wentz trades are really interesting. I think some people say that they serve as cautionary tales, that the Rams and Eagles shouldn't have paid them and, you know, look at what happened, et cetera. I, I still – I think it was smart of them to pay them when they did. And, I mean, they were able to trade them, right? Like, you know, right. like that's that's everyone's, like, number one concern is, like, well, what happens if Dak sucks? I mean, well, Goff sucked and Wentz sucked and those teams were able to move on. And, yeah, they had to eat a little bit of dead money. I mean, not a little bit, but uh, but they, they were – like, the world didn't end, you know, and they were still able to trade them and still able to get other things in return. And so you just have to be creative about it. And so, like, the more this drags on, the more obvious it becomes how uncreative the Cowboys are and how unwilling they are to be creative. And, I mean, it, when they got their deals, it, that, that should have gotten this, this deal done two years ago because, I mean, this, this is – I mean, it's not this simple, but it really is just a, okay, what did he get? We'll give you a little bit more. Like, it's, it's not, you know, like – I, uh, I found some old Pokemon cards. Uh, my parents were going yes. through a bunch of my old crap. Yes. And so, like, I was looking on, like, eBay, like, for how much they go for. And so, like, if I'm going to sell them, it's like, okay, well, that's how much they go for. So, like, that's right. how much I need to sell them for. And, like, it's a really simple process that they have uh, spent over two years trying to overcomplicate. Yeah. And uh, I was actually – the part that I – right before I stopped, you were talking about the Russell Wilson deal. And really, when you're talking about it, everyone wants to bring up Russell Wilson to the Cowboys now. If they had just given Dak Russell Wilson money when they had the chance to give him Russell Wilson money, we would have Russell Wilson on a, a younger Russell Wilson right now. It's hitting its peak right now, and we wouldn't even be, you know, doing this game of musical chairs, and it's, it's really frustrating. But um, so you wrote an article, and it was actually the one I was going to bring up when, we ha when I was going to have you on a couple weeks ago, um, the three most predictable things that the Cowboys will do this offseason, and it seems like they're already about to do one. It's franchising Dak. And then uh, the other two, um, we obviously know that we're probably going to try to get a corner. That's probably where the 10 pick's going to be spent. But it is frustrating, to your point, that we do not seem to want to spend the money on free agents. Like Brashad Breeland was one you brought up um, in an article the other day. It, 
explain to me why the Cowboys seem to just want to bargain Ben Hunt and not go after and not, not start to go all in, but not make the move that could possibly put them that defense over the top. I think, you know, it's funny that corner is, is the position you bring up. They got burned. And, like, that's even, like, a bad yeah. way to put it. But they, they think they got burned by Brandon Carr in 2012. And I, I would maintain that Brandon Carr was a serviceable player for them. He just he didn't, you know, get a lot of interceptions. And so, I mean, they're afraid of that. And I, I get that. Like, you know, you I mean, I don't know. It's like um, you ever have, like, like, you go to the movies once and, like, you know, it's like an, like an awful experience. The popcorn sucks. The chairs are like, I'm never going back to this movie theater again. You know, like, they're never going back to that movie theater. Like, that's just the way they want to operate. And it's, I mean, there is, like, logic and merit to saying, okay, we want to, like, find our core players in the draft. We want to extend them. Um, but But nothing they do make like it's like you ever like make dinner and you start off and you're like okay i'm gonna make chicken and like i'm gonna make some baked chicken with some like asparagus and corn and then you start like you you preheat the oven you're like oh crap i didn't take the chicken out this morning so it's like well let me i'll i'll make spaghetti and then it's like well i'll i'll make i'll make the corn because i already like have it you know boiling or whatever uh but asparagus isn't gonna work so like let's let's make some garlic bread because i had the oven preheated or whatever and like that's how they are. Like none of their objectives line up with one another. It would make sense if they didn't like free agency, if they were constantly extending all of their players as soon as they could. But Dak is an example of how they didn't. I mean, like we, people forget this. They let Amari hit free agency last year. Like that, that actually happened. He was on the open market. They let that, they, it, it worked out for them. But I mean, so they just kind of like, you know, are they're the dude who doesn't study for any test. And, and some guys don't study for any test and show up and, like, still ace it or, or pass it or whatever. And they just, like, fail them all, you know? Like, and, yeah. like, every, every now and then, you know, like, I've, I, I've been there. And, like, and then, you know, you study for one test and, and then you go take the test. You're like, oh, this is super easy. Like, I sh- I'm going to do this all the time. Like, I'm going to study because, like, it's easier when you study. And they have those successes. But then, then they don't repeat, repeat that. And so – I, I think it's it's a combination of that, and I think it's a combination of they – and this isn't a bad thing, but they are very arrogant, and they think, like, we have the Cowboys brand, we know what we're doing, and the the world, the NFL world, and, and the world in general has caught up to them. And, like, um, have you ever seen um, the third Mighty Ducks movie? Uh, I've seen the first one. I haven't seen the third one, no. So but- in the third one, they uh, they go to this, like, prep high school – and um, and they're playing the varsity team and they're like getting their ass kicked because you know it's the varsity team whatever and the coach is telling them he tells like the main guy he's like none of your little duck tricks are going to work here anymore because like you know you're playing big boy hockey or whatever yeah and like that's what it is like they have these little duck tricks that were really cute and worked once upon a time but like it's not that way anymore and you can try as much as you want but like you got to get some new tricks yeah, the flying V, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, like yeah. In, in that in that scene, like the flying V gets crushed because yeah. it's a little duck trick. And like yeah. the flying V to them is like, you know, oh, we, we're the Cowboys, the brand, whatever. Like nobody cares about that anymore because the NFL gives a brand to everybody. Yeah. And Russell Wilson's not helping by putting the Cowboys in, you know, oh, I want to go to these four teams, this three right. teams, and then gather the Cowboys in there. Oh, yeah, no, that helps. Thanks a lot, Russell. We appreciate it. Um. So the draft is about what month, month and a half away, month and a half, yeah. almost two months away. Um, so 
I, I know you're not a huge, I mean, you follow the Cowboys a lot. You, you know, dissect them, but I'm not sure you're as big into draft as maybe, you know, prospects as other guys, but I do want to get your thoughts on, on how do you think the Cowboys should attack this coming draft with, especially, I mean, obviously we hope to get Dak signed before the draft, which would help matters a lot, but if they don't, then you're opening a can of worms that you really don't want to open up, you know, the possible taking a QB at 10 and, you know, all the other options. So what do you think? Yeah, I, I think you're right. There are a lot of great people that cover the draft in a, in a deeper sense than I do. And so that we, we have a lot of people like that at Blog on the Boys, so that is you not do. me, but we do we do have that work available to people. You do. Um, so I, you're like, it, I know people get exhausted with this, but like it does all come back to Dak because – like in a perfect world, pick pick a guy, pick your quarterback, Trey Lance, whoever falls to 10. Because what you want is you want, you know, whether it's the Bears or somebody who's floating behind you that says that's we, we can go up to 10. In a perfect world, if you're the Cowboys, you trade down, you pick up assets, you pick up more draft capital, you're still, still able to get somebody you like in the first round. Maybe it's a, a lot of people are a little bit more down on like J.C. Horn. You still get a legitimate corner prospect. So overall, it's a win-win-win. But if you're sitting at that 10 spot and whatever arbitrary quarterback falls to you and the Bears, let's say, let's use that hypothetical, want him, well, what's going to happen with Dak? Like, are you going to forfeit the opportunity that has like, – you you don't want to be picking in the top 10 next year. Like, are you – like, what are you going to do? And if you draft him, now you're deciding that, like, you're moving on from Dak Prescott. And so, like, that's a really tense moment to – you know – and, and I would hope that they would have that decision made. And if they make that decision, then make it. Like, make the decision and say, we're going to move on from Dak Prescott. I think that's a dumb decision. But, like, living in this in-between is yeah. really hurting your overall cause because nobody knows what you're going to do. And I think – I know you asked about the draft, but, like, that applies to free agency. Yeah. Like, say you're, say you're in Damakong Sioux and it's, can I go back to Tampa Bay? Or, like, I want to go to Dallas. Sue's been connected to the Cowboys a million times, but I don't even know who their quarterback's going to be. Why would I risk everything when it's such a huge question mark? And so, assuming all of the crap is restored for them, I mean, a trade-back situation is great. Um, I I don't think they can go wrong with any of the heavy mock guys. I think, you know, Rashawn Slater, Panay Sewell, Patrick Sertain, Caleb Farley, any one of those dudes I think improves them. I would personally probably rather them lean on – uh, on cornerback help, I, I mean, you know, they, they need like it, that's more than just depth at this point. What, whatever tackle you draft, while they will be playing a lot soon, is not starting for you day one. Not that your corner starting, but he's playing a lot more legitimate snaps. Yeah, and that's that's um, Mike and I have had a couple mock drafts, and he keeps bringing up offensive tackle, and it's like, yeah, I'm not going to be mad if we do it, but like corner, we have a position of need right now offensive tackle I know Tyron Smith's aging and Lyle Collins injury last year but we have depth there we don't that's not a necessity I think corner is more necessary right now so I would agree that I would hope they would lean towards corner if they don't trade down or god forbid take a quarterback because they can't figure out Dak's contract um so I'm trying to think of where I was going to go next oh um Nope. Died. Uh, we're having fun now. Uh, so, z- fuck. Hold on. This is not what I wanted. You're good. I had another note. Nope, that was it. Um, well now I'm in a free ball. Um, so, what... 
basically at the end of the day with Dak's contract, um, let's let's go back to Dak a little bit. Uh, Russell Wilson has obviously been linked to the Cowboys. Um, I heard something today from Michael Silver. I think that now they're going to start listening to offers. I'm not sure how true that is or not, but let's say, and there's a lot of reasons why the Seahawks probably won't trade Wilson this year, but let's say it becomes more feasible and they think about it and the Cowboys have a chance at it. Do you think that's reasonable? Obviously with draft capital, probably not, but if the Cowboys are so hell bent on winning this contract with Dak, do you think that they would pull the trigger on that? Let me say Russell is, I love Russell Wilson. He's Mm -hmm. so awesome. I am a huge fan. He's my favorite non-Cowboy in the NFL. He is the only non-Cowboy in the NFL whose jersey I own. Like, I I love Russell Wilson. I've loved him from day one. I loved all the Go Hawk stuff. Um, and, and he is a lot of fun. And I, I really am excited to see um, the rest of his career, wherever it is. I mean, and I think it would be really interesting to see him go to somewhere like Chicago. Because um, I, I kind of want to see this, like, let Russell – like, people say, like, Russ Cook. But, like, I want to see let Russell be, like, the star. Like, that's, yeah. that's like – you ever, like um, – I don't know what, like, a good example is. But, like – when like a when a TV show has like a spinoff and you're like yeah. oh great like I would love to see that character story like that's yeah. how I feel about Russell Wilson I want to see that spinoff um, and so all that being said I am terrified that this could happen and it would be fun and I do think that that is the the least awful you know non Dak Prescott path for the Cowboys but I still think it's a incredibly irresponsible one because while I maintain that Russell is a is a superior quarterback to Dak Prescott in the here and now, I don't think that upgrade is worth the assets it's going to cost. And I think what's more is that, so Russell's whole MO here is, I want to go be the star. I want to go be the center of attention. Okay, cool. So like in this hypothetical, we're putting him at the center of the Dallas Cowboys, which is like a place that Jalen Smith has occupied, at least in his mind for a long time. <laughs> and so it's like soon enough, like, like people look at this and say, well, he's only getting paid $35 million per year. Like, you mentioned it earlier, like that deal is, is much more, you know, uh, palatable for the Cowboys. It's going to be no time before Russell yeah. wants an extension. Yeah. And so now you've traded all these assets and then soon enough, you're going to have to pay him. And what's more, it's kind of like Laramie Tunsil when he got traded to Houston. Like if you think that, that Dak has all the leverage now, Russ is going to have even more because Russ oh, is yeah. going to be able to say like, you traded all this for me, but you're going to do whatever I want because yeah. I'm the guy that you went out and got. And so, it would be cool for like three weeks and then it yeah. would be terrible in all likelihood. I would agree a hundred percent. I know we, we talk Cowboys here and this is what we're here to talk about, but I kind of want to talk about Deshaun Watson a little bit too, because I keep hearing rumors that he'll, he'll sit all year long, which I don't find feasible. I mean, we saw how that worked out with Melvin Gordon and Le'Veon Bell. Um, but Obviously, the Texans have to trade him before the draft. I mean, I think that I think that's probably what's more than likely will happen. Now, Deshaun Watson, we probably are not going to be able to feasibly get him, considering one, he has more money allocated to him. Two, you think the Texans are really going to trade in the same state to a team that technically considers them a rival? Uh, but where do you think Deshaun Watson realistically could end up? when he is traded? I think it's tough. Um, I think Carolina has a lot of interesting assets. And I think, 
I think that the Texans need some some. I need. I think they need to do some goodwill. I think that's why they cut JJ Watt when they they very clearly could have traded him based on the the contract that the Cardinals gave him. Mm-hmm. And so I think that the, the Texans need a huge boost of we are good guys. And so sending him to Carolina would be awesome. Bit of a homecoming, obviously, with the Clemson factor. I think San Francisco would be awesome for Deshaun with Kyle Shanahan. I think the Jets would make. I mean theoretically be something that Deshaun would want or and I think the the place I don't think they can trade him to Miami because I think if they trade him to Miami they're the biggest fools in the world right like they traded for Laramie Tunsil specifically to protect Deshaun Watson and if they trade him in a quiet like in a big piece of that acquisition would be the pick that the Dolphins own that originally belonged to the Texans I mean, it, it just, you, you can't come back from that. You know what I mean? Oh, it's, it's 100%. You, you just, you can't do that. And so I think Carolina is probably the front runner for me. Um, and I think that would be fun. That's, that's the opposite conference. Although, like, and I do think this is really fascinating. If the 17th game does happen uh, the way that it is being reported that it's going to happen this season, if it's going to be instituted starting this season, um, the scheduling is that each division plays a division from the opposite conference. You play the same team that you finish in the same place as, for example, the, the NFC East would play the AFC East this season, and the Cowboys finished in third place, and so did the Patriots. So that, that would be their, uh, their 17th game. Incidentally, um, just by the way things went last season. Oh, I can tell where Texans. this is going. I can tell where yeah, this like, is going. <laughs> like, you know, like I think whenever you trade a player, you're like, well, let's trade him to the opposite conference. So we like, we only have to see him once every four years, whatever. And ideally you trade him to a team you just played last year. So you don't have to see him for a really long time. But amazingly, the Texans play the Panthers this year. And if I was a Panthers fan, I would be devastated if the only reason that we did not get Deshaun Watson was because this crazy 17th game thing that yeah. just is like starting this year. So um, that would be tough to take, but, um, but Carolina is my favorite in spite of that. Yeah, I would say uh, Carolina and the Bears are the teams that stick out for me, so I would definitely agree with that. RJ, uh, I, I think that's it. I think that's all I got for you. I uh, appreciate you coming on. Um, do you want to um, tell everybody where they can find your work at and uh, where they can find you on Twitter and all the good social medias? Sure. I'm on social media at RJ Ochoa. I make it nice and simple. Blogontheboys.com, you mentioned it. Um, we talk about the Dallas Cowboys all the time because we're uh, obsessed with mediocrity. And uh, <laughs> we, we have a podcast network. Just search for Blog on the Boys. We have a YouTube channel, so we have all sorts of stuff. Um, obviously, we're all on DAC Watch and uh, free agency coming up, the draft. Surely the Cowboys are going to disappoint us, but uh, before they do, they haven't yet. So we can at least have a little bit of hope. Yeah, we can at least have hope and keep hope alive. RJ, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it, man. Have a great day. Anytime, I do. You too. Thank you.